Welcome to Becoming Muse, where we discuss powerful ways to merge spirituality and practicality. I'm your host, Ashlyn Kristoff. I'd like to welcome today's guest to the podcast. Her name is Ingrid Weir. She's an interior designer, photographer, and author of New Rural, Where to Find It and How to Create It. It was such a pleasure to sit down with Ingrid and have her share her own process on creating her own sacred spaces. Her book, New Rural, a book that she authored and photographed on her own, is a beautiful design manual for a new way of living that combines the space and freedom with the connections and opportunities of the modern world. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and share. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you as well. I'm actually so excited to have this conversation. I, um, I love your book. So I just wanted to start off and, and tell you that. Um, Thank you so much, Ashlyn. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, it's, it's the, the images and the colors and everything just speak to, you know, my, my own style and my own visual, but also with this idea of creating sacred spaces and mm-hmm. creating environments that really nurture our beings and our experiences so yeah yeah Yeah. well I was just in Los Angeles I wish I'd known I would have come and visited your store because it looks beautiful oh I would have loved that were you here for vacation no I'm doing a new book but it's this new one is between here and America so that was very exciting okay that's amazing so Tell us a little bit about this new book. I know some of our some of our listeners know your your current book, uh, which I've carried at the store now for months. It's been on my front display. So <laughs> Wonderful. Very, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the new one. It's I would call it a companion piece to New Rural, but a little different. It's exploring areas near water. Um, and they're in Australia and the US this time, which is very exciting. So, yeah, it's, um, it feels, it is more of a scope than, than before. Um, so I had an incredibly wonderful trip where I came to the States and I went to Maine, which I'd never been to or known much about. Mm. and stayed at this wonderful little island there run by a filmmaker, little cottages. And then it was time spent in uh, Montauk, California, around Laguna Beach, Malibu and Venice and meeting people along the way. So, oh, so beautiful. What beautiful locations. Very, very much so. Yeah. So have you, have you um, so that one is really kind of diving into the water would it be water the water element and this and creating a space yeah or living near water living near the sea and in water areas and just how that it yeah exactly how it comes into creating a space as well and people's lifestyles and seeing you know meeting different people interviewing them similar to before yes Yes. And I mean, I love that we're even talking about this because rural has become something that people are seeking out now in such a way that um, Mm. like no other time that we've ever experienced, people really are trying to 
get off the get off the get out of the cities and yeah. create these kind of rural, rural experiences um, that we maybe didn't grow up with. So mm. it's Damn. it's amazing to have even a a imaging that you're creating and and some of the key points you put together in the book. Mm. To, you know, just inspire inspire people to live a different way. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting exploring the format of a coffee table book. Um, and I wanted New Rural to be like a box of sort of fresh produce. You know, when you get it from a farmer's market or something, it just looks a bit different. Yes. <laughs> and that yes. freshness. This yeah. new book, I want to be like a, you've had a revitalizing salty swim in the ocean. That's the feeling I want to capture in the new book. Oh, oh gosh. And that, I mean, even that, just the way you're describing that, everybody knows what that feels like. I yeah. Mean, for the most part. Fresh. Yeah. So refreshed and yeah. alive. You know, I went to stay in Malibu actually last week for two days and mm -hmm. just, just being there for those two days, the air and the, and, you know, going to have breakfast on the beach and yeah. you're whole yeah. body just starts to respond in this different way and it just starts to I don't know if it's your parasympathetic parasympathetic what is it I'm I'm totally getting this word wrong but your nervous system let's make it simple yeah. starts to um align yeah I totally agree and I think they've even done studies on the sound of the waves sort of how that relaxes you yes mm. yes that would make so much sense. So, and and yeah, that would make so much sense. So coming back into the city, you start to feel like all jumbled back up again. Mm. Well, it was interesting. I was just reading about your work and focus, and I saw that you had a real focus on relaxation. Yes. Um, and I was recently reading a book by a very old beauty, uh, health and beauty man doctor yeah. Gaylord Hauser I don't know if you know him like from the 1930s no I don't his statement he said beauty is relaxation mm. and I found that really interesting um that idea and I, I could see something of what he said in it like you're saying about that feeling in Malibu of that relaxation and feel there that's it but it, and that even just that thought is you know, when someone comes back from vacation or they, yeah, and they all that they're glowing and you're yes. just, what yes. do you do? So yeah, yeah, that, that, makes, that makes sense. Um, can you tell us a little bit on how you started um, your role in, in interior design and, you know, what, how that kind of came to be for you? Yeah, I, I really was very much in the film and television industry in Australia and I was doing set design, costume design and I had a terrific run of loving working with people, enjoying it, doing independent theatre, working on big TV shows and got a lot for it, got a lot out of it. But I think with, you know, obviously there's amazing costume and television design where it's a bit fantasy or you know you sort of medieval or a lot of what I was doing at that time was very realistic mm. and I just wanted to get something a bit more like you know my style into it 
And I had done this big thing, which was over in Mexico, which I write about in the book of doing a little bar there when I was working at Master and Commander. And was loving it was just fun. Yeah. Yeah. The mon- Was it the monkey? The monkey bar. Yeah. Uh, and that was yes. such a great, such crazy fun. And, you know, we'd go up to the Rose Bowl and get all old furniture and Titanic had been filmed on the lot. So we got some old doors from Titanic and put them in there and, it was such fun and I love doing it. I love seeing people enjoy it and like come together. And I was like craving to find a way how to do that in my working experience. Mm. Um, and so I really got a little start at doing installation bars, which or pop-up bars were a big thing here for a while. I don't know if much in, as much in Los Angeles. They, they were. They're... Um... Yes, they were for like smaller brands that would yeah. want to be yeah. in, a, in a location. Yes. Yeah. So I sort of got in in that way and then sort of made, moved into it doing that. Oh, how interesting. That, so you, were you able to incorporate, incorporate the um, kind of the vintage finds and kind of these uh, treasures that, like, you know, going to the Rose Bowl and finding those types of treasures as we all yeah. know? Um, really starts to create a space that is unique and and kind of brings in this this vintage, cool, one of a kind feel. So, were you able to do that with the pop ups you were creating? Yeah, very much so. And I think you know what you learn from film is how to fake it a little bit. You know, you can. Right. I once made some Moroccan windows out of the base of plastic milk crates and spray painted them black and you know that kind of crazy thing but you know I've really doing interiors particularly if it's a residential thing it's totally different because you need that comfort and longevity so that's the the change from getting a great visual look which an atmosphere and mood which is great for TV um and then to really get a beautiful space it's the comfort factor is key Yes, a hundred percent. If you're living in the space or you're, yeah, you're creating a space that you want to welcome people into, it is the, the, I, 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 yes, I completely agree. How were you able to, uh, how do you, how do you achieve that for the most part? Well, it's funny. I've just done a residential project with an actor called Damon Herriman, um, he lives between Sydney and Los Angeles. And so we started off and big first step really is getting that right sofa for the space. That's Mm -hmm. like, that's, I think it's almost like a little ship you start at. Yeah. It's time consuming, but I did go around with Damon and we sat on sofas and we had a little rating system. Like the highest rating was cloud. You go, it's a cloud. <laughs> you know, that lovely soft little thing. And I can't we had a bad version as well. But I think definitely seating, starting with that. And another thing I feel like with the chair that I look at a chair and I really appreciate beautiful sculptural, good-looking chairs. I love them. And they give wonderful things to the space. But when I look for chairs for projects, my first thing is I look at a chair and think, do I want to sit in it? Mm. Is it an invitation? Like, here's a nice little offer. Come and sit with me, you know. So that's that's kind of how I see it, you know. That's such a, and and what a perfect point to, um, for, for those of the, our listeners who don't really know how to buy 
furniture. You know, it, that yeah. it, it's really confusing when you start to kind of use, you, maybe yeah. you, it's your first space or it's yeah. your first real home purchase and you go in and you're just you're like, yeah, that looks, yeah, that looks okay. Or that looks nice. Yeah. Um, and you get it home and you just realize, I, I hate this couch. You know, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I can't yeah. sit on this couch. So yes, uh, that's a, it's an intuitive way of, of picking furniture. And I, I love yeah. that. I think it's also, you know, it was, it's also, if you think of a space and I know you would very much think of it in terms of this, it's nice seeing an image online of a beautiful space, and we all love seeing that. But we have other senses than sight. Um, you know, like what I'm just describing then, the feeling of touch and comfort. Um, you know, for me, scent is a big part of um, experiencing a room or experiencing memories. And then um, also, I believe, apart from the initial five, um, you know, the sixth sense, the intuitive sense as well. Yes. Well, the intuitive sense, and I was in your book, I was reading how you, how you do your interior design and you, you go into the, it comes from intuition for you. It starts with intuition, feeling a space, really being in that space and kind of getting the, almost like and I and I actually process the same way when I'm designing a space or when I'm just yeah. wanting to create it it almost speaks to you and you can you can mm, you can really absolutely. feel yeah. what it wants and and um for me when I'm picking things out I know I can visualize it in the space and know if it will work or if it won't it's mm. um and I, and and I really and I really believe anyone can do that. I really believe that's maybe you know for the most part you can get more in tune with maybe even a color scheme, which you you showcase beautiful color palettes. Um, mm-hmm. That even just playing off and keeping those colors palettes in your mind frame when you're shopping, yeah, you know, that helps too to guide um, when you're when you're putting things together. Oh, I agree, Ashley. I think it's key, key color palettes. And I do find limiting the color palette, at first you think, oh, that's a limitation. I think you can find freedom within that limitation and it does bring it together, particularly if you love vintage finds, which I do and something with a bit of patina. Um, I mean, I'm actually in the process now, I'm going to do some little setups for this new book showing how to do coastal style and just really simple ones. And with most of them, I'm looking at three colors for the color palette. This is, these are stylized settings, but I do find three can give a really good effect. It can really bring it together. So, so narrowing it down to just three. It's hard. Um, however, if you look at a room, you don't say, oh, this is only three colors. You know what I mean? It's like, you know it is. But I think people, unless it's sort of stripes or something, people don't, it just feels harmonious. That's how I'd say it. Yeah. And, and I, I agree. And I, I tend to kind of put too much white into my spaces now. I've gone in this really interesting direction of it. it's, a, it's a lot of white with a white couch and a cream, and a cream 
uh, rug and and maybe a little bit of camel, but I there's something with that for me that feels very nurturing. In, yeah. Um, so it's and I, but I could see how adding. I've had people come through the house, my house here, which yeah. I which I Airbnb, and so uh-huh. some of these ideas that you're 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 giving is it's like this is the perfect. This book and and it sounds like your follow up book are perfect for people trying to create those homes, where other people are coming in and it's creating an experience where you're experiencing, yeah, at home and you're experiencing even a coastal home and how you can bring it together in in a way to create an experience. And so in this in this home, I've kept it a little bit minimal. Uh, just so I didn't want the the person coming in to feel like it was my personal space. Yeah. Um, but I get yeah. Yeah. So, but in my own home, which will be coming sometime in the future, <laughs> um, I will be doing. Yeah, I will. I love that I will be able to use this as a guide and have kind of a just a little bit more clarity on bringing in because I always find vintage finds and what you're saying makes so much sense because there'll be sometimes I'll find something and I'll just love it yeah. and it won't, it won't go at all you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love this piece of Mexican art from the you know the 1800s or whatever yeah, yeah. so but I think but the beautiful thing about design is, and you know, mine is, it's. I think design's constantly evolving. I do too. You know, it's not static, and that's what's so interesting about it. It's like a conversation going on. You hear someone's point, you think, "Oh, I like that," and try it, and you know, it's yeah. it's endlessly interesting in that sense. It really is. What What would you say your favorite location was? Um, for 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 creating a space or finding I don't even know if it's creating a space or just finding uh kind of uh hunting for items well we mentioned the rose bowl we did (laughs) you have easy nice access to the rose bowl um look it's really interesting I recently did decorate an apartment in Brooklyn in New York Mm. with over during the pandemic yeah with a friend for a friend so it was a sort of friend work thing and it, that was hard because you have anthropology which I do think can have some wonderful things however I do love seeing things in person that's that's so that when you pick it up turn around run. and with anthropology the furniture we're getting they didn't have it set up so it'll be sent out and do it and look at it do you send it back and that's very hard. Um, America does have wonderful access. I think Pottery Barn, West Elm, Anthropology can get wonderful goods. And then, you know, I also love handmade things. I love handmade things, markets. I love going to markets. Um, when I, I was, I think it's Venice or Santa Monica, there was a man making some pots that I got. Um, so I love that side of things as well. Another thing that I'm, very interested in is Etsy um yeah somehow Etsy 
can link you up with real makers in other countries. So there's one shop on it called Best of Columbia. Okay. It has been my Christmas present sort of little kind of go-to because it's all beautiful hand-woven like little mats and they have these blue hummingbird kind of woven things that you put around napkins, like little napkin holders. So cute. Yes. Yeah. So there are some great stores on Etsy. And, of course, then you get some, you know, you need to find the good ones. Sometimes you get something and you're a bit disappointed. But I do think that's a new way of shopping and 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 an interesting way to getting handmade things from other countries. There's also some great ones from Ghana doing amazing handwoven baskets. And you see them, what's beautiful about that, I'll I'll look up the name, but you see the person who's made the basket holding it. And like, that's a lovely connection. Yes. They've been doing that more and more over the years. Um, Just to give you kind of a background of of where the product is really coming from. I do love that. Would you say that in Australia, you have... um, uh, the same types of flea markets as we do here in the states. Uh, I feel like Los Angeles has the best flea markets, and I have wondered if it's because there's a lot of sets that have been built over time. And like I found this great enamel sign that sit on the back Laura's room or something, you know. So <laughs> I don't know if there's that. Um, we are more limited in Australia because we just didn't have the population. We didn't have as much things. We do have some of the companies I've mentioned, say West Elm is out here, but with a very small amount of what you get. Like we don't get as much stuff. Mm. But that being said, there's some incredibly innovative people here who have importing businesses, bringing things in. Yeah. So I think it does make you a little bit more innovative at times to find things that aren't, you know, to look out and... Yeah, yeah, because it's not as easily accessible. Yeah, um, I would have to say my favorite is still uh, Mexico. I I love finding uh, mm. pieces in Mexico and just their their ceramic, their ceramics and their pottery and there's something yeah. about. So great. The way yeah, this top. I I love that. <laughs> I can yeah, I can tell. It's like hand hand woven at the top. Or, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's a very inspiring country at Mexico. I love it very much. It yeah. is. And the use of color is mm. just, I mean, unlike any other place I've been uh, able to go to, in the, you know, in the world. So I, I do. And, and, but I will say I haven't been to Spain and I have not been to Australia, so I can't really, <laughs> really say, but, um, but yes. So so a couple, and I I will attest that, you know, when shopping online, I find the same the same thing. Anthropology tends to have a really interesting track record with me personally, in the sense that when you get it, you don't realize how it's almost like the size feels totally different. Yeah. And the visuals they give you on the on the website. Um, yeah. So it's a hard one and I think we're going more that way because you get into the economics. I definitely know a lot of vintage antique dealers in Sydney. Yeah. It's too expensive for them to have a warehouse full of antiques and sell them in Sydney. 
So that's interesting. Some are going to country towns, but it does mean the online things on the rise. And I guess it's always just like, can you return it? That's can you the return it? right. Yeah, that's the do, big thing. Do you have um, do you have anthropology there in Australia? No, we can get something sent out from America, but we don't have it. No. Okay. Oh, the yeah. shipping must be it must be a shipping. Yeah. 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 So can you, um, other than the book, the new book, when does that come out? Yeah. I don't, it's early 2024. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have the date yet. Okay. Well, we're, I'm very excited to see it. And are there any other projects you're working on? Well, I've just done a, a pitch for a project in Los Angeles, actually. But it's up in the air. Okay. Whirling around as we speak. So I'm not sure where that is. Right now, I'm so, I have blinkers on to get the book finished. I, yes, I under, I totally understand. It's like you have that, I have to do this. And yeah. well, we would love to, we would love to have you out next or meet, yeah, have you at the shop okay. next time you're out. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, maybe even consider doing like a little book signing. Oh, that would I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Um, thank you so much for sharing these tips and and just oh, my pleasure being yeah. with me and 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 yes, it was it was wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much, Ash. And I'd love to meet in real life. So I'll let you know if I'm. Please. Yeah. Yes, please do. Okay, thank you so much, Ingrid. Yeah, Ashlyn. Bye bye. -bye.